0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Sunday, September 20th, 2020. I'm Mr. Hansen, joined by Sugar Shane Caldwell. And Shane, as we get ready for this two-game primetime slate, it's about 2.20 in the morning here on the 20th of September in 2020. Twos are wild, and it's our second show of the night. We're going deep into the midnight hours here to get ready for the Sunday and Monday primetime games. How about that? Yeah, there's nothing better than
1: fall time. You know, it's starting (laughs) to get a little colder outside. It feels like football weather, and we're talking primetime now. So there's nothing better than that, primetime. Exactly. (laughs) And you you got some awesome, you know, awesome situations here with New England going into Seattle at that stadium. It's going to be weird to see that Seattle stadium pretty much empty. You know, that's going to be a kind of a weird sight because they're known for the 12th man. And then you got the awesome – yeah, exactly. There's no twelfth man here, so that's going to make it interesting. And then you got the opening up Vegas, man. I mean, you got you got the uh, you know awesome atmosphere there. I know the fans are excited there. I don't know if they're going to let some fans in there or not. Uh, I'm not really. I haven't really heard the report there, but that stadium is awesome. They're calling it like the Death Star. It's like you know, it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool looking. Uh, pretty cool looking stadium there. So uh, I drove by it in uh, 2009 team when they were starting to build it, and yeah, I know the people in Vegas were super excited about that uh, when I was out there, so before the whole COVID thing, so yeah, re- really excited for these uh, these games, and just the fact that they uh, Vegas gets to open that new stadium on primetime, you know, on Monday Night Football against a great New Orleans team, it was one of the best teams in the league, uh, and then you got, you know, New England with Cam Newton, he's looking like, you know, the revival of Cam Newton here, he's looking awesome in this in this uh, kind of quarterback you know, read option style offense and the way McDaniels has uh, designed this offense for cam is awesome. And cams cams determined to prove people wrong. You know, he really, he really was, uh, I think, offended with the way the uh, things went down in Carolina and, you know, ang- it's kind of like I was talking earlier, angry, Tom Brady. Well, angry, you got angry cam Newton here and this guy's determined, you know, to prove people wrong. Uh, and then you got Russell Wilson, who's looking like probably, you know, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the whole league here, you know, uh you know, probably him and you know, obviously Mahomes and Jackson. But I don't, you know, I don't know if he's gonna run as or if he's gonna pass as much in this one, or if he's gonna have to or not. But when you know the whole let Russ Cook thing, when they let him right. cook, you know, uh against Atlanta there, he he definitely cooked, you know, that's the thing if he gets volume. So yeah, so it'll be some interesting games. So I think we're ready to break these down. Yeah, this is uh
0: really exciting. The NFL did a great job of scheduling these primetime games and As it worked out, all four teams won in the opening week. So we come in here with two exciting matchups of undefeated teams. And it's going to be a a fun two-game slate with a bunch of star quarterbacks, as you mentioned. And we'll try to break it down for you here. We appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, We did just record the Sunday main slate. So if you're listening to this Sunday morning and you want to still listen to the main slate show, then you can find that on our YouTube channel at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, We do appreciate your support there. Uh, Thumbs up and uh, subscribe if you could. That way you'll get the notification for all all of our different uh, posts. We're doing three NFL podcasts a week, seven NBA podcasts a week, uh, and one PGA show. And then for our members, we also give out lineups for MLB. So we do four sports here at DFS Coach Talk, football, baseball, basketball, and golf. Uh, That's how we roll. And we, we focus on the eye test, and uh, we hand-build our lineups. So, Shane, let's break down this two-game slate and start to sort it out. Awesome. Yep. Excellent. All right. I do want to quickly mention our presenting sponsor here, betus.com.pa. A terrific partner. We appreciate their support. And they've given us a terrific promotion for our listeners as well as our members. It's the promo code Coach Talk. When you go to betus.com.pa and you get a 125% match on your deposit. So uh, definitely take advantage of that. All right, Shane, we are going to try to take advantage of some good matchups here. And we're going to avoid the tough ones. So let's start with game one. Patriots against Seattle. And the betus.com.pa line has it right now. Seattle four-point favorites over under 445 half. And just to give you a preview of this two game slate, the Saints are the biggest favorite here out of the two games. They're six point favorites in game two with a 48.5 over under, so four points higher in game two. So starting with game one here, um, what do you think is the kind of the, the feel of this game, and how it's going to play out in general
1: in Seattle? I can see this being a little bit lower scoring game. So I can see where it's a little bit lower over under here. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, the Seahawks are going to be attacking and letting Russ cook it quite as much. And because that's a really tough secondary, really good against the pass in terms of the new England defense. So, so that means it's going to be Seattle trying to attack new England in the, in the run game, Uh, you know, throwing out there Chris, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde, and trying to attack them there. That's kind of their weakness. I don't think New England's that great at stopping the run right now and trying to control the tempo in this game. Uh, And then the other side, it's pretty much the Cam Newton show. I mean, Cam Newton, uh, you know, I watched all the games this week and I was very impressed with him. I love the design of the offense, all the design run plays for Cam Newton. He can get design run plays, off script run plays. He's, he's, he's in great shape. You can tell, and he's determined to, you know, win at all costs and they don't care how much he's going to have to run. They're not worried about that. You know, he's looking, you know, He's looking fast and physical again like the old Cam Newton and he actually looked really accurate and really good as a passer too which hasn't always been the case especially of late with Cam Newton. Uh the only issue is he doesn't have a lot of targets in the pass game um but I think he'll gain he'll he'll continue to gain rapport with the receivers and the tight ends here and continue to do well. Um so yeah, I really like Cam Newton here. Um I think that you can pair him up with Julian a little bit, um, and Cam Newton's going to do a little bit of everything. And then, you know, you can take a look at N'Kill in, in Harry. Uh, he's going to be probably, you know, their best, most talented uh, wide receiver, uh, aside from Edelman. He was a little bit questionable in practice, so you have to te- check his game time status to see where he's at. Um, but I think that he, he does have some upside, and he's going to play the most uh, among the other receivers aside from Edelman and I look at him as that big target that Cam Newton likes to target there and he's definitely gonna be a red zone threat so I like Harry in this game Uh, as usual the New England running backs are kind of hard to figure out because basically that's why I say Cam Newton's a good play because Cam Newton's basically the running back and the quarterback here Uh, so uh, but the nice thing about that threat with Cam Newton that opens up some space for these other running backs so Um, So I do like James White just because he can he can run the ball and he can obviously catch the ball. Uh, Sony Michelle, you know, they're kind of limiting him. Maybe he'll get some more carries. He looked okay, but he didn't look good again. He didn't look great. And that's kind of how Sony Michelle's been. But, you know, he's still talented. He's still supposed to be their main early down back. And they had a couple other guys that they rotated in and out. Burkhead looked okay when he was in there in limited time. Uh, they have another guy that they got in there. I can't even remember his name. That's how deep they went to their bench. You know, there was another running back. <laughs> so, uh, so they, hey, they just. JJ drove- Taylor. Yeah, that's the guy. J.J. Taylor looked great, actually, when he was out there. He, he looked like the best New England back, so who knows? Maybe eventually he'll end up taking over the job because uh, I think Damian Harris, the other guy, was is injured, right. the other guy that they had. So, yeah, J.J. Taylor was kind of the surprise. I thought he kind of popped off on the screen there. So good luck figuring that out with the, the New England running backs. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not interested in those guys as much. Um, that... Uh, Izzo is the tight end he's the main guy that got most of the snaps there and I could see him getting more involved this week it's just really hard for like rookie tight ends but you know eventually I think he'll get more into the game plan I'm sure you can get him at like minimal price he's super cheap I know when I checked him on the showdown slate he was like $1,200 so if you're looking to go stars and scrubs you could do that on a showdown slate for example and then over on the Seattle side you know I don't know that Russell Wilson's going to have a ceiling game like he did last week because New England's pretty good at limiting quarterbacks. Um, I don't think they have a great pass rush, though. So Wilson would have all the time he wants. And I could see him hitting a lot of those play-action passes here. Um, I think that Seattle's going to try to run the ball more and go back to what they've done the last few years. So I look for big gains from Chris Carson and even Carlos Hyde. I know he got uh, a red zone touchdown, and he's getting some goal-line looks. So I like Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde, and you could actually play those guys together. I know that'd be pretty difficult on a, on a you know a team slate, but you can consider that even on the showdown slate, for example, as well. Um, and then of course you got your big guys, t- uh, you know Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Uh, it's kind of looking like uh, you know uh, we were talking about this trying to predict the matchups: and Tyler Lockett and. My- might avoid, might avoid Stephon Gilmore more often based on where they, where they usually line up and the fact that you know Lockett plays inside and outside sometimes as well so Tyler Lockett's looking like the best matchup to target here in the passing game where if DK Metcalf has mostly Stefan Gilmore in there I'm not really that interested in him I mean obviously they could take some deep sh- deep shots and you never know Metcalf could still beat him but Stephon Gilmore is not a guy that you typically want to target here um and then I really like Greg Olson. I think Greg Olson is a good, solid veteran tight end. It sounds like, it looks like he's got a pretty good rapport with Russell Wilson. Uh, so those are a few guys. That, as I take an early look at this slate that I'm looking at, um, I think that you almost have to have Cam Newton here, even though he's uh, he's actually on the road and he's an underdog. But I just feel like all the production's going through him on the New England side. And then I'm focusing probably more on the rushing attack on Seattle and maybe mixing in a little bit of the passing game.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah, I, I like Cam here as well. Uh, for the reasons you mentioned, and let's not forget how successful Matt Ryan was last week against Seattle, throwing for 450 yards. So, you know, if, if Cam can air it out a little bit more and not have to rely on scoring twice himself on the ground, this could be a, a really nice uh, Sunday night performance for Cam. Uh, certainly he's going to be motivated here. He's got his first win, but now he's on national television, Try to go 2-0. Uh, so I think he'll be ready to roll. uh Edelman certainly a nice uh, target. Good first week, five for fifty-seven. Nikhil Harry got some good looks. Uh, he is talented, like you said, so he you could look there. And then with James White, you know, don't forget that he will often line up as a receiver, and I really like him on DraftKings uh, with with the PPR. Uh, that's that's a good option there. It's a it's a way to avoid the the traditional running backs and uh, the the tight ends. Who, you know, obviously, it's a different group than we've seen in recent years in New England. So uh, that's my thought on the New England side. On Seattle, um, you know, perfect description there of tough matchup most likely for DK Metcalf. Uh, so I, I do prefer Lockett. And then with the running backs, you know, I wa- I want to mention that on these two game slates, you really have to look for value plays. And so I'm always looking at the minimum price guys on DraftKings and who might who might pay off as a PPR sleeper. And so my sleeper is actually the third running back for Seattle. Uh, Last week, Travis Homer got three carries and he caught two passes. I know Carlos Hyde ran one in, but if if the Patriots are ahead and the Seahawks have to try to chase them down, I think you could get some garbage time a few catches for Travis Homer. And if he gets in the end zone, I mean, we all know it, you know, on a two game slate, there's that one guy. It's either the third tight end or the third running back or the fifth wide receiver. He, he catches a touchdown and you think, Oh man, I don't have him that I'm not going to win the GPP. I mean, that that's how it, that's how it turns on these two game slates. So, uh, that's the reason I would consider him in a GPP. Anything else on game one, Shane,
1: No, I mean, I think that and down in that same price range, you got the J.J. Taylor that we just mentioned that, you know, if New England, I mean, he actually looked like the best running back in week one
0: Mm -hmm. for the
1: Patriots. Okay, so the Patriots, I meant. Yeah. For for the Patriots, he looked like the best Patriots running back. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. Uh, So I think that maybe, you know, maybe they get him more involved in the game plan and he gets like 10 to 12 carries. It's possible. You know, maybe Sony Michelle gets hurt again, like he does. Burkhead's yeah. at four thousand dollars. Burkhead could have a you know a breakout game, and Latavius Murray's pretty cheap too for yes. for uh, for New Orleans, which we'll talk about him. So yeah, there's, so there's some interesting plays there. And like I said, I think Carlos Hyde and Chris Chris Carson are the the two man duo here. And I think Carlos Hyde is almost like an early down running back with a workhorse, where Chris Carson is going to get some early down work. But I think they almost view Chris Carson as their. Third um, third down back now because he caught you know he caught a lot of passes and stuff so more work in the passing game where Hyde is more the workhouse and the workhorse in the early down but I, that's kind of how I think I see this but they're going to run the ball a lot so both those guys can get volume so awesome ready for Monday night football game two
0: yes I, I sure am just a minute I do want to mention uh, for the folks who are new to the program if you want to join us as a member what you'll get are our final lineups. So you jump in with us in our Discord and about 45 minutes before kickoff, we will give out uh, multiple lineups on FanDuel, a cash lineup and a GPP lineup, and then our coaches clipboard on DraftKings with our core plays and then a bunch of pivots so you can fill out your lineups. So uh, go to DFSCoachTalk.com and grab one of our memberships weekly, monthly, or annual, Or get the fall special, uh, perfect for the NFL DFS player, and you'll get our lineups for every sport, every slate. Uh, So uh, come check that out. Uh, Before we get to game two, we're just going to take a minute here and get a word from our partners, betus.com.pa. All right, Shane, the moment is finally here. It's the Monday night game as we wrap up. And it's that home opener with Las Vegas uh, hosting the exciting Saints team. And as we mentioned, uh, the Saints come in as six-point favorites, 48-and-a-half over-under. Huge news here for the Saints. Michael Thomas is out. So that changes things a little bit for Saints passing game. So why don't we start there? What are your thoughts on the Saints side of
1: the ball? You know, whenever Michael Thomas is out, Sean Payton's obsession and love for Taysom Hill uh, seems to shine even brighter. (laughs) So Taysom Hill could do everything. I mean, he he could actually line up at running back slot receiver outside receiver he can run the quarterback position and he can do anything I mean they might just throw him in there in the secondary to you know to cover Henry Ruggs on our side who knows so, <laughs> so Taysom Hill is uh, in the, you know that's how ridiculous its He's you're gonna return punts you know he's gonna be a special teams gunner so I, I kind of like Taysom Hill though as a sleeper kind of pick here in terms of a guy that can do a little bit of everything you know they even throw him in there in the wildcat you know offense so so Taysom Hill's a guy that can produce as a wide receiver in in the absence of Michael Thomas. So I just want to bring him up as the first guy that's uh kind of that sleeper and in a really small slate like this, you know, he's definitely a guy that's uh that's worth uh you know taking a look at. So I don't the only problem is is I don't know what his position eligibility so he might be more of a showdown guy because of the position eligibility here. So Well, you
0: know, he's he's 4100 on DraftKings as a quarterback. So yep. You know, we were talking about the 4K guys and I've had my eye on him for a while as somebody in this type of slate who, you know, if the price difference was enough, he could really help you win a a big tournament. Maybe this is the maybe this is the time. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Let's get him in there. Forget about go. Cam Newton.
1: Who needs exactly. Cam Newton? Exactly. Who's Cam Newton? <laughs> yeah. Russell Wilson. Who's that guy? Drew Brees. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to yep. play them at quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a guy that you have to consider if you're doing multiple lineups. Don't forget about Taysom Hill. Um, and then of course, I mean, this is gonna be mega chalk, but Emmanuel Sanders is uh, you know, a really good wide receiver, and he's gonna be the main receiver with Michael Thomas out. The only my only concern with him is he only has so much rapport with Drew Brees and they're going to switch the offense up, like I said, wildcat and different things like that. So he only has so much rapport with Drew Brees, but he did look pretty explosive when he got the ball, which is a little bit limited in terms of his touches and targets in week one. But uh, I thought Emmanuel Sanders looked really good, and uh, some those targets got to go somewhere. And the other guy that had a really good training camp and that I've heard good reports on is Traquan Smith. You know, he's, he's uh explosive, you know, fast, big guy down the field, and he's often a red zone target as well. So – so I would definitely uh, look at Trey uh, Traquan Smith as a good play. Those All those Michael Thomas targets got to go somewhere, so like him. And then the other guy that's like, this guy's like the ageless wonder is Jared Cook. It seems like the guy, you know, he's pretty old, but the guy's still like super explosive, especially for a tight end. Still and a monster. I like, he is, yeah. He's okay. fast, he's physical, and I just love how they target him deep down the field. It's not okay. just Deacon and Duncan. So you can get those explosive plays, and he's impressive still with the run after the catch. So he's going to be a major part of this uh, of this offense. And, you know, you want to load up on New Orleans with this game uh, because they have the highest total. You know, they have the best matchup. And Michael Thomas is out, which spreads the usage to other guys here. So like Jared Cook here at tight end. And then you can take a look at Elvin Kamara. That's going to be an interesting decision whether you're going to go with Kamara or fade him because there is a scenario where these other Saints guys – you know, including our guy Taysom Hill, uh, get get the touchdowns in the production where Alvin Kamara, he didn't have a monster game in week one. He looked decent. He did look pretty good, but he kind of lucked out getting the touchdowns that he did. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of the production will go through Alvin Kamara, so it's going to be pretty hard to fade him. It's just a matter of roster construction. Can you afford him at his, his, uh, you a know, pretty high price here? And then I'm not as interested in Drew Brees, you know, the main guy there just because I don't really like how – you know they'll take him out of the game, you know, uh, in the red zone, and they're just all over the place. And and he doesn't have his main guy, Michael Thomas. Right. You know his his rapport's not quite as good with Emmanuel Sanders, so that makes it a little tricky for Drew Brees here. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking on the, New- on the New Orleans side. What What are your thoughts here on the New, New Orleans side? Yeah, very similar. Uh, I really like Emmanuel Sanders here to get a big
0: bump in targets. Cook, terrific tight end on this slate. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely my favorite. And you know, with with Taysom Hill and Breeze, you're right. It's just it's tough when you, you you like these, you like the matchup, and you like some of these weapons, but you're not sure who the quarterback's going to be. And Taysom Hill could come in and throw a touchdown or run one or both. So or catch it, one, or catch one. You can <laughs> yeah. do it all. So yeah, exactly. yeah I, I, won't, I I probably won't go to Breeze here either, even though I like his skill position players, um, uh, Kamara. Uh like you said, coming down to price and, and uh roster construction, but I most likely will have him in there uh the vast majority of my lineups.
1: Yeah, so you're thinking you like Kamara over Josh Jacobs then as we transition to the Raiders here, because that's kind of a tough decision there too.
0: I think I think I do. Um man, it's tough because Jacobs is the real bell cow. I mean, the guy uh, just terrific in week one with those three touchdowns. He also caught four passes. We've talked about how they they want to get him involved in the passing game more. But I just don't know if it's going to fit with Kamara. Uh, yeah, he
1: doesn't have any Latavius Murray behind him. Latavius Murray is pretty good now. So he gets he gets some rushes. And, you know, uh, the Las Vegas uh, uh, rush defense is actually pretty good. So there is a scenario where they can shut down Kamara. Even though, uh, you know, so I kind of like almost maybe fading Kamara in some lineups and playing Jacobs instead, just because people are automatically going to play Kamara because he scored a couple touchdowns last week and Michael Thomas is out. So they're going to automatically go to that super high owned. it were if Josh Jacobs can have a big game that could create advantage. The only problem with Josh Jacobs, of course, is he's going against New Orleans, who's pretty much a borderline elite uh, rush rush defense as well. Um, but. Las Vegas, just they're pretty tough. Their offensive line, they might be able to create a little bit of space for Josh Jacobs here in this matchup. But yeah, it's it's a little hard, you know. I don't love either running back, but you got to take one of those big guys.
0: Yeah, and you know, my my first builds here, uh, I I can only afford one of them on DraftKings, but I can afford both on FanDuel. So yep. uh, that's where I'm at right now. We'll see how things play out throughout the day. Uh, in terms of the rest of Las Vegas we've got Henry Ruggs questionable we do expect him to play uh but you know that's a bit of a mess with those wide receivers uh nobody really did too much in week 1 Waller is uh certainly the the most attractive passing target for me uh decent week in in week 1 caught 6 for 45 we know that OJ Howard scored as as a tight end against the Saints I mean he was wide open on that play so if they bust coverage even a little bit, Waller can certainly score in a heartbeat. Uh, so I do like him. And then uh, interested in the Saints defense here. Uh, and then here's my value play in this game. I got to give you a $4,000 player from both games. So, you know, with with Las Vegas, you look at the backup running back. And last year, it was Jalen Rashard getting all those targets out of the backfield on third down. But. In week one, it was good old Devontae Booker. He had seven touches. He got four carries for 29, caught three balls for 23. So the times have changed in, in Las Vegas. Uh, very important change there. Again, on a two-game slate, you could look at Devontae Booker for 4000 and uh, fit him in there, and, and he could be the difference maker.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. And don't forget about Brian Edwards. He's a wide receiver for Vegas. He's at $4,000. And you know he's a he's a full-time player. I mean he's a starting wide receiver. And, at, and maybe they're at home now. Uh, you know, I know he's a rookie and he's trying to still acclimate, but he's a really talented player. And if he can avoid Marshawn uh, Lattimore coverage here, if, if Lattimore is more on Henry Ruggs' side, that could be good for Brian Edwards. And they can I could see him having a big game actually. Uh, and I like the fact that he had a really bad game the first his first debut game there, but he didn't really need to because you know Josh Jacobs was pretty much dominating. You know, they didn't really need to pass the ball much in that game script. You know, in this game script, they're going to need to pass the ball. Um, and Brian Edwards is one of their main targets. So so I wouldn't forget about him. You can get him really cheap and super low ownership because he hasn't done anything yet. But he's actually very talented, really talented uh, rookie wide receiver. And I think he's got good rapport with Derek Carr. And no one knows about him pretty much. So,
0: Yeah, he had 43 snaps last week. And Nelson Aguilar only had 12. So uh, you're right. If he gets a few more targets this week, he could be the difference maker. Yep. Any other final thoughts here on game two, Shane?
1: No, I mean, I think I also like uh, Darren Waller. Um, I, I'm not afraid to play Derek Carr because, I mean, I know it's like a tough matchup, but he's he's got some talented weapons. I think Derek Carr's, you know, uh, decent. I think he's going to have a little bit better season this year. He's got a solid offensive line. He's got a run game, and I can see them opening their home stadium getting a little bit more aggressive with Derek Carr and, you know, taking some shots with these speedy rookie wide receivers and stuff. So, and Darren Waller and company. So I don't mind playing, uh, if you're doing multiple lineups, playing Derek Carr because I think he's going to be a little bit lower ownership compared to all these other uh, big name guys uh, on the slate here. So that's just one guy I would keep in mind as well. Excellent. Well, uh, hopefully
0: that gave you all a nice initial look at how to build out your two-game lineups. Uh, Two-game slate lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. We do invite you to come in as members. Just go to dfscoachtalk.com, pick up one of our memberships, and come in this afternoon, uh, and we'll get you in on those lineups. We'll give you our FanDuel cash lineup and our FanDuel GPP lineup for these two-game slates. And we'll also give you lineups for the showdown slates. Uh, we, We wanted to focus this show more on the two games as a whole, but we're going to break them down individually and work on work on those prices and deliver some individual showdown slate games, uh, showdown slate lineups for you. We've had tremendous success here in week one and then with the Thursday night game of week two on the showdown slates on a FanDuel especially. So again, it's it's just a nice setup where we can give you that full FanDuel lineup and you can plug it in and and go with it. So. That's what we've got going here on this two-game slate slash showdown slate primetime action. Um, and that's going to wrap up our NFL coverage here for week two. So please do uh, click the like button here on YouTube. Click the subscribe button so that when you, we do our next show for week three, you'll know when it, when it posts. Shane, uh, did I cover everything?
1: Yeah, I think we're re- ready for a great week, week two of the NFL. So.
0: Excellent. So uh, on Twitter, follow Shane at DET Sports Shane. You can follow me at Language Olympic. You can follow the coach, our fearless leader, Joe Sarvati at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you can message all of us at DFS Coach Talk. Our charity of choice here, mambaon3.org. And once again, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. A terrific place to go for your gaming action. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning in on behalf of Sugar Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I am Andrew Hansen, and be sure to tune in again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.